Today we're chatting with the founder of Purple Night Marketing about creating customer loyalty, branding yourself as a trustworthy business, and making a deep impact people will always remember you for. You definitely don't want to miss this one, so don't you change that dollar or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. We are getting closer and closer to episode 100. Huge milestone that I'm really proud of, but what I'm also proud of that I always like to begin these episodes with is the update on my book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Thanks to everyone that continues to buy it, continues to give it five-star rate reviews, and continues to email me with all the feedback regarding how you're using the content in the book. Also, a quick hello to all the people who found me through either the Yahoo article late last year or the USA Today article or the Forbes article at the beginning of this year. And of course, if you have not checked the book out yet and you want to give it a look, you can always go to lastlawofattractionbook.com. That'll auto-forward you to the Amazon listing where you can check it out in Kindle or paperback or audiobook if you prefer. And if you don't want to pull out your wallet, but you want to see what this content is all about, I've got a YouTube channel in support of the book that's got new methods. It's got featured Law of Attraction interviews and a few other surprises. And you can check that out by going to youtube.com slash Andrew With that said, let's get to today's feature interview. Eli Delaney is the co-founder and lead trainer of Purple Night Marketing and your marketing university. He's also got a few books under his belt, and he's the creator of the popular course, How to Become a Networking Rockstar to Grow Your Business, which has over 1,350 students and counting. When it comes to marketing your business and becoming the expert in your industry, Eli just has this way of simplifying the complex, and he's helped thousands of entrepreneurs and professionals take their business to the next level all around the globe. I'm sure there's a lot he's going to be teaching us today, so without any further ado, Shatter the Mold warmly welcomes Mr. Eli Delaney. Eli, thank you so much for being here, and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Well, thank you, Andrew. It's my pleasure to come hang out with you today. Yeah, you know, I I knew ahead of time that already this is going to be a wonderful conversation, and I know people already have an inkling of who you are, but um, something I'm experimenting with lately is, you know, just serving it up to the guest and saying, okay, for people listening, whether you call it an elevator pitch or something extended, if someone asked you what you do, what do you say to them? I help our clients follow up with the prospects that they have, the people that they meet, and any kind of connections basic, that basically... You have everything from the person you meet at the coffee shop to the person who gives you money every single month and build a better relationship with them so they'll stick around for decades. Mm. I like that. So basically, from from the jump point, there's an understanding that you want to go long-term with people. We're talking lifetime customer value. We're talking deep relationships. We're talking something that it isn't a fly-by-night situation. It's something where you're really building your business on a way stronger foundation and with way deeper relationships with the people that you work with. Most definitely. And you put it very well. So we're, we're not going with that my, that fly-by-night mentality because sadly, that's what a lot of businesses are doing right now. And I don't understand it because, you know, for me, a matter of fact, it was kind of funny is that at the time of this, just last week, we were actually doing some auditing of our own systems. And we've got six clients who have been with us for close to 25 years. 
Wow. Um, some of them are even in that 25 year range. I don't have exact months kind of situation, but we're, we're in that range. And I, I'm here for that long game. I know, yes, clients, we need clients. We need to pay the bills today, but I want to make sure that if I work with somebody today, that's awesome. But if they're not quite ready yet, for whatever reason, I want them to know they can come back next week, next month, next year. And I'm still here to help them at that journey at that point. And for the clients who do I do help today, I want them to know I'm still going to be here next week, next month, next year, and way beyond to take care of them whenever they need. And that's what we work with our clients on is helping build that, that long-term lasting relationship. Because let's face it, when, when the world makes a shift like we've just been through, yeah, the loyalty is what makes the difference. When you can build loyalty with, with the prospects that you have, the clients you have, the people that you meet, it can get you through those rough times. Mm, you know, you raise an interesting point because I'm thinking hearing you say that there are adjustments in your business and how you treat clients and how you treat the situations, some of which are that you want to do and some of which you just have to do. It pays to have people that understand that you're not fly by night, that want to stick with you just with the understanding like, well, I've been with Eli for 10 years already. Why am I going to make my reality even more chaotic by jumping to someone else who's probably doing a variation of the same thing, only not as effectively anyway. Yeah. You know, it's funny, but um, recently I had a client who came to me and she emailed me. Now, a now, little bit of, of previous history stuff. My previous company was a web and graphic design agency. That's the company we started over 25 years ago. Um, I haven't built websites for clients in over a decade, but several of those clients are still mine for the simple fact that I couldn't find somebody that I felt comfortable handing them off to. And so it, I just stopped taking on clients. If somebody came to me and said, well, this guy's going to do it cheaper. I'm like, that's fine. Go ahead. Um, but the people who stuck around, I still take care of them. And this one client emails me. Um, it's probably about six months ago now. And she says, hey, Eli, I'm really sorry to do this. I hate to do this. but And I put it off for way too long. But about three years ago, I ended up partnering and merging with another company. They have an in-house team that does all their graphics work, all their web design stuff and everything. And they really should have been doing it. They've been trying to get me to, to let them take care of everything, but I didn't really want to move yet, but it's been three years. I'm really sorry, but I got to, I just got to make that move. And my first thought was, okay, first and foremost, this, this sucks because I hate losing a client in any situation, but and it's not about the money by any means, um, but it's about the fact that she stuck with me for three additional years when she shouldn't have out of loyalty. Mm. That's pretty cool. I mean, it was it was like a bittersweet moment because I was sad to see her go. But at the same time, when that hit me, it was like a ton of bricks going, wow, that's the type of client that you want where they will stick around with you, even though it's not necessarily in their best interest, but they do it out of loyalty because they know that you've taken such good care of them. Yeah. That is like, it blew my mind when I realized what happened with that. You know, it's funny, like it, it is mind blowing, but to me hearing you say that it's not surprising only because two minutes before you said that you used the wording, I might be paraphrasing or I might be on the money here. Use the wording along the lines of you were not comfortable handing someone off to someone else implying 
you didn't trust them in just anybody's hands. You cared enough about the customer, regardless of whether they're paying you or they're part of your business. You want to make sure that they're taken care of. That's the mentality that you're bringing to this, which I believe is a best, the best easily accessible reason as to why, of course, this person wanted to hold on because they always knew from day one that you really were in it for them. And I think that speaks volumes to what you're talking about in terms of this long-term thing. It's not just you know, um, lip service. And it's not just any old strategy. It's a specific philosophy, philosophy, way of doing business and way of living your life that bleeds into everything that you can't fake. But if you can do it, you'll do very successfully and make a huge impact. Yeah, I I agree with that 100%. And it's the cool thing about it is that when you do that, you create loyalty that you wouldn't you wouldn't even imagine. I mean, you know, I, I could tell I could tell stories all day long of stuff that's happened. But like another one I love sharing is I have a client who um, he messages me uh, middle of September and says, hey, Eli, I've been on your list for a couple of years. You've helped me in my business for so long. I can't I can't even believe how much you've done to help my business grow. My son's starting a construction company. I'm wondering if you might be able to help us out with some marketing stuff. So it started a whole dialogue with him and his his you know, finding out about that new company. But in the meantime, I'm like, okay, what does quote unquote, a couple of years mean? And I go into my CRM and we track all of this stuff. And I see, he actually saw me speak at a score event. I was speaking at an event um, in Scottsdale, Arizona, July 3rd, 2010. Mm, wow. So as of this time, we're talking 10 years and three months later, he comes back to me and not only is still on my list, still paying attention, still gives me credit for some of the stuff I've helped him do to grow his business, but is referring me to his son's business. Mm. That's cool. You know, when you can get that kind of impact, you know, you're doing something right. And, And we have clients that do this kind of stuff too. I have one client who, I mean, just changing some shifting in the language in how she communicates with her people, she immediately got the the best response she's ever had from just sending one single email. It wasn't complicated. I have another one who did exactly the same thing. And it was all about the communication and the coming of a place of service and coming of a place of how are you? I'm asking about you. She ended up closing $12,000 in sales by the end of the week, and she wasn't even selling anything. Wow. (laughs) I mean, it's just about how you approach the relationship where you become approachable and they know that you are in it because you care not because you're you want the dollar yeah i mean of course we're in business we want to get paid we need to get paid but that's not what it's about yeah and can you ps our rates are high because we know that we're in it for them they should be paying you money because you're looking out for them versus a fly-by-night person who's going to drop the ball i think one thing that we we often overlook when, when we're as an entrepreneur we're going above and beyond to serve someone and it's just our way. Sometimes we forget the most valuable, impressive piece of this is all the people that they've worked with before us and maybe even after that drop the ball because they don't care or they don't really have a concept of what it means to make someone feel taken care of. I, you know, I was, I did customer service uh, years back and I had this mindset of like, listen, it's kind of like in many ways, it's better to get back to the customer right away, even if you can't help them for, for 72 hours, mm-hmm. than to make them wait for 60 hours without a response. 
Yeah. It's like they got the solution faster, but they didn't even hear from you in all that time. They're pulling their hair out. They're in stress. They're wondering, like, it's about, like, how do you make sure that they feel heard while you're serving them to the best of your ability? And a lot of people just don't get that. Yeah, it, it really is the communication. And that is that is the key to anything in business, you know, if you're and in, in, in personal life as well, honestly, um, you know, the communication key and you may not have the solution, you may not have a, a result for the problem that somebody has right now. But even just the communication saying, hey, it's taken longer than expected, but I, I just want you to know I didn't forget about you. Mm-hmm. Or when somebody calls you and has a problem, even if you message them back and say, hey, I'm I'm book solid today, but can we jump on a call tomorrow? You know, then that way you're, you're coming from that place. And, you know, your prospects are kind of the same thing is that we're not talking just clients, prospects, the people that are considering giving you money. We live in such a quote unquote fly by night world that everybody is skittish. Nobody mm. trusts anybody because there's just, there's been a lot of people that got burned, like you said. And I run into that situation where people come to me and they've been through other consultants and they promised this and didn't get it. And they promised that and they didn't get it. Or they promised this and it was, you know, took them six months to do something that should have taken them a week and all these different things. So I'm, I'm in an uphill battle a lot of the time because yeah. by the time they come to me they know they need the and the solution to the problem they have they know they have the problem but they've been burned enough that they're struggling with it and i always i kind of look at myself as the fixer mm. and i and that's what i tell people is like i i am the one who has the track record i've been around long enough and let's fix this and and a lot of times and this is this is something that everybody should do is just give them something say okay so here's a problem that you're running into right now you need to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you hire me or not, go take that and run with it. Because then they can at least give it a taste and they can see. And they can also see that not only do you know what you're talking about, but I, I am very flat, flat about the fact of just take it and run with it. Even if we don't, you don't come back and you don't work with me, just take it and run with yeah. it. You didn't force them to dig themselves a deeper hole just to get that answer from you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because a lot of times just that little bit will make the difference. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing that I've, I've had people who've been on my list five and 10 years that have come back later. I mean, that's pretty cool when you've got people that literally I had, I had somebody back in my design days that I had known her from actual face-to-face networking. I had known her for a decade. And she all of a sudden, mess, you know, we were at a meeting. We ran into each other at a meeting. She goes, hey, could, would you have a few minutes to stop by the office after, after that we're done here? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we go over and we talk about it and, and talk about her website. She's looking at doing it. I met with her and her husband. And at the end of the conversation, I'm like, okay, so what, what changed? Why now? And she's like, well, the company, the corporate company we're working with, they're changing some things. We realize we're going to have to take care of this on our own. And no matter what, you've always been here. I mean, I've known you for 10 years and you've always answered questions when anybody's got a question. You're, you're the first person people ask if they get stuck in tech stuff, even when it has nothing to do with what you do because you're just there. And we knew that when it was time, we had to work mm-hmm. with you. And those are the kind of things that you want. And that's what I, I really yeah. drive that in with clients too, is to build that kind of trust with people that sales is not that complicated. Make sure that you a have the solution 
B, offer the solution, and C, make sure that they know when they're ready, you'll be there to give it to them. May not be today, may not be Hello. tomorrow, maybe next week, next year, or next month, doesn't matter. Just be sure that you stay in touch with them, stay top in mind enough that when they are ready, you're the first person they think of. And for your part, you're not keeping score. You're just being the type of person that gives so much value that in the right place, in the right time, the right client finds you. Yeah. And almost like it doesn't like even too much finding. Like the last thing you want is 40 to come out of nowhere because then you can't serve them. You want it spoon fed on a certain frequency where you still have the infrastructure to handle them. But at the same time, you know, your prices take care of you. Like everything comes together in a lot of harmony. Yeah. And it is, and it is about, you know, and I, I love a lot of automation stuff. I'm a, I'm a geeky guy. So, you know, we're, we're the infusion soft people or where everybody else talks about how confusing it is and everything. We learned it really are and built it before all the other tools that have been out there. And so I build systems that are all the type of things. If I'm going to have a conversation with somebody and I'm going to give somebody an idea or a suggestion or a trick or something like that, I'll put it into my system because then I know I can't keep track one-on-one -on -one with five or 10,000 people. Mm. So I'll use the tools and technology to still give that kind of tip, trick, idea, whatever, and keep the communication line open using the technology that's available in order to make it so I don't drop the ball so much. Yeah. You know, and, so you, you introduced something really important there that I, I definitely want to get to because it's one thing to really, you know, again, pay lip service to the value of, of giving value and doing all these things. But a lot of people in their minds are like, well, I'd love to do that, but is it going to drain me? Yeah. And what I love about you and your process is, you've intentionally built in seamless automation, but that it's not, like you said, it's not killing you. It's not sapping you through. Meaning you help people do that. You help people take it like, okay, we're going to under promise and over deliver, but we're going to do it in a way where there's seamless automation that makes sense in the key parts so that you can serve more people and basically have less stress in your life as you're doing it. Yeah. The, that's one of the things like my, I always have this running joke and I'll say this when I'm speaking on stage is that, I could go outside and get hit by a bus today. I'm still going to sell you stuff for three more years. Mm -hmm. I have a campaign. I, my systems are designed by that simple thing of if you're adding value, let's say a client comes to you and, and you know, I mean, we'll use this as a great example. So I'm sure you've probably read the book, The Go-Giver by Bob Berg, probably. Mm -hmm. A yeah. lot of people have. If you haven't, go pick it up. You should definitely read it. Um, so I keep this book on my desk because I share this a lot when I'm sharing with people. If I, if somebody comes to me and they're just struggling with that, with the mindset of the stuff we're talking about right now, this is one, actually one of the best books to get you over that mindset of the more you give, the more you add value to people in general, the more it'll come back at the end of the day. And that's really kind of where this, the, the messages of this book comes into play. But if I were to say, I read The Go-Giver, it's an awesome book. And I really think that you should read it. Is that coming from a place of service? Is that something that you think that you would see value in if you hadn't read that book yet? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I love, by the way, that you've got it sitting on your desk. Like, yeah. that, that says it all right there. <laughs> yeah, I keep it at my desk for that very reason. And, and Bob's an awesome dude. I actually got to, got to have him on my, on my podcast several years ago. Um, and it was after I had already, you know, pimped out at least 5,000 copies of his book. Um, but, you know, it's funny because I wrote, I, I write emails 
and just say, hey, here's a great book. I think you would love it. Here's why I like it so much. Here's a link. And, it, and that's a really simple process. I'm not making anything fancy. And yes, I'm an Amazon affiliate. Mm -hmm. So if somebody goes and buys it, I'll make like a whopping 30 cents or something like that. Um, I think once a year, they send me enough money. I can buy a couple of mochas, you know, <laughs> but the value of that could be life-changing. You know, one of the other books that I did this with was uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World by Ogmandino. And if you haven't mm -hmm. read that, it's another amazing book, short, easy read. And I had an email come back. It was a reply to one of my emails. And this gal who is a photographer, she was, she's an awesome photographer. She actually did pictures of mine years and years and years ago. Um, and she messages me and she'd been struggling for a bit. She says, Hey, Eli, I just want to let you know, I got this email last week. I bought the book. I read it over the weekend. And I have to tell you, it's totally changed my world. I was really struggling and about ready to close the doors. And because of you recommending the book, I, I read it and it completely changed my mindset on everything. And I'm ready to get back out there and get back to know to doing what I do best. Wow. So essentially I helped by recommending a book. I got her re-energized to help save her business, which is awesome. But the best part of that was that email was actually written six years prior. Mm. Wow. Isn't that interesting? that's where she happened to come into the system at the right place, the right time and got that. Does that take away from the value of it by the fact that I wrote that six years later or six years prior? No, I almost think it gives more value. Yeah. <laughs> it takes more, it, gives, it contributes more to the impact of that. Yeah. And I get those kind of things all the time. And the cool thing about it is I don't even know how many people these things impact without me knowing what they haven't replied back. But I built right. it once and it works forever. Yeah. And really cool like, thing I want to mention here. Mm -hmm. um, and it's clear that like you're, you're not, you don't think this way. You're, you're a go-giver, but uh, uh, me, there's, there's always wheels turning my head and always strategy. Right? They're associating a certain level of that benefit with you forever. It's always like that. You're always going to be linked to the benefit that they got from that in addition to the author and the mindset that they got and, and whatever they learned, you were forever linked and they forever feel good about you all the more for it. Yeah. And that's the fun thing about it is it's, it's that sideline effect in knowing that I made the impact, even if they don't come back to work with me. Cause I know the cool thing about this is it takes the pressure off because I know when they're ready, they will come back. They will come to me when they're ready to make that buying decision. But in the meantime, I know I'm adding value. I'm helping prep them to be ready for that point. And if it never comes, it never comes. But the key with it is I've used the tools and technology that exist in order to leverage my time because if I didn't, I would never have enough time to make the impact that I do. Yeah. And for me, it is about the impact. Um, to pay you a quick compliment, Eli, like we've, we've been communicating a little bit now this year and we've shared mm -hmm. some emails and we've been on calls together, all, all different things. And I noticed a couple of days ago, you know, I, this is my podcast with my, my link. I set things up, but we put it in your system just because it was an easy way to do it. You're on top of things. And I noticed an email I got from you. It was just, it was so warm and so inviting that I was about to click the reply button. I'm like, wait a second. I read a little bit. This is the same, like, 
this is automated from Eli. I was able to identify <laughs> just because of our, our previous conversation. And I yes. mean that as a complete, uh, as a, as a compliment, because I think a lot of the things people understand, there's a level of copywriting that goes along with the human warmth that goes along mm-hmm. with the strategy. All these pieces build up into one. Whereas when people do something that's going to be automated and seamless, it's not going to be robotic. There's going to be a level of warmth because they're putting themselves into the messaging that they are putting on autopilot so that when that communication is sent out, there's always eliciting the feeling. And it isn't, again, it isn't even, um, it's a real thing, but it's, it's a real level of communication. So I wanted to pay you that compliment. I almost click reply. And then I went, read one sentence like, oh, I've seen this before. But <laughs> before I read that last sentence, I was like about to reply, be like, okay, this is Eli getting this from me. Well, and the cool thing about it is that that is exactly the reaction I want. I want you to feel like you can reply back. And the cool thing is if you did reply back, I would have responded. Those do come to me. And I, and I'm very, Mm -hmm. very adamant about that. I do the same thing with my clients. Don't, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and this, all this stuff is resonating with you, don't have, you know, a mailbox that goes into, into the black hole somewhere and make sure it's not info makes it, make sure it goes to you because that is what makes this work is that personal feel, you know, it's, yes. I like, um, I heard this phrase and I've, I've pretty much completely hijacked it and I don't remember who I heard it from. So I apologize if that person happens to hear this. Um, it's not about the technology. It's about the psychology. Mm. And that Brilliant. is so, so important. The psychology that goes into your communication, every ounce of communication, everything from a phone call to an email, to a text message, any of that kind of stuff. You know, if you're using text marketing in your business, text is a great tool, but most people just just completely destroy it because they're marketers and they have to put a 500 page pitch in a text. No, a text is supposed to be short, sweet to the point. So send an email with all the details and then send a text saying, hey, by the way, I just sent you an email. Go check your email. Let me know if you got it. That feels real. Now you can automate this. You can put this into technology that'll take care of all of that for you. And that's what we do with our clients. We help them put that stuff in place, but it still goes back to if I was on the receiving end of that, how would I feel about this communication? Because how you make somebody feel is the difference. That is what makes them trust you. Yes. I love that. And what, what I really love too was you and I, obviously have very different personalities, but similar philosophies. <laughs> and I paid you that compliment because that's exactly what I've set to do in my stuff where I, I, people go on my list for my book. And just like you said, when people reply, it goes straight to me. So I do then answer it, but I do have the email structured. So there is that warmth and there is that invitation. And it's clear to them that mm-hmm. I'm not fly by night, that I'm actually here for them and I want them to win. So um, yeah. Just not identifying that I want to, to pay that compliment. That's and awesome. you know, it's kind of like, you know, fl- you know, birds of a feather. They, they, not only do they flock together, but they spot each other. Yeah, they, they can most definitely. And it's, and it's cool because, you know, somebody who, who has that mindset gets it. Now, there are people that don't. I've had people come to me and I try to help them, put them in the right direction. And next thing I know, they've taken what I've given them and they, they turn it back into the pitch. Hmm. And if you do your job right, you should be able to educate people on what you do. That's important. But if you do your job right, you don't have to pitch all the time. Now, there's, there's a lot of people that say you have to make more offers. You know, from a marketing standpoint, you have to make more offers. I get that. Um, but the offer doesn't have to be go here to buy my stuff every single time. 
It could right. be a go check out you know, a great example, go check out the book. And when you've read it, reply back and let me know. Now you've opened up a dialogue. Yes. In communication. We're having a conversation. We're having a chat. You know, it's kind of like when we, when you and I started this conversation, you know, we were talking about what, you know, what kind of topics we could talk about. And my, my biggest thing, and I hope you, you know, you probably remember this right at first. I'm like, just ask questions. We'll have a good chat. That's what it's about. Have a good conversation mm -hmm. with people. You know, for me, um, my favorite thing in the world is to meet cool people. And you know that you're part of our, our meet cool people group. You come hang out with us and we have a good group of people that the whole point is to just have good conversation and see how we can help each other out. It's no agenda per se, yes. because at the end of the day, you, I know what you do, you know what I do. And if we can help each other out, then cool, let's make that happen. And if that happens yeah. to be a recommendation for a book, great. If it has to be, it happens to be a recommendation for a piece of software, great. If it happens to be my product, great. doesn't matter which of those it is. I know that I'm serving you the best I can. And at some point, it'll come back in the right direction. You know, it just changes the mindset of it and makes it much easier. I love it. Yeah. And people are listening right now. Some people listen on audio. Some see, see this on video. Those seeing on video, now they know why you have a hashtag, meet cool people uh, in the background there. Yeah. And um, as, as I understand, this uh, started about a year ago, right? Yeah. We are actually just over a year now. Um, two weeks ago was our annual and the, the meet cool people, uh, concept was, I was actually traveling across the country doing a lot of speaking before, you know, that was all in 2018, 19. And, um, I, I had a running joke that I, I had one place in Miami. I spoke almost every month. And when I go, they would go around the room and say, ask all the attendees, why, you know, what do you expect to get out of this weekend? And then they would have the speakers who were there also go through that. They come to me and I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to teach you some cool stuff about automation and psychology and how you can have better communications. But real reality is I live in Portland, Oregon. I'm, I'm flying to Miami every month. And to be honest, the biggest reason is because I just want to come here and hang, hang out and meet cool people. And that's how it started. And it became a thing where when I speak at events, it's pretty common that I will grab 10 or 15 people. We'll go out and have dinner and just break bread, have some drinks, have some good time, get to know each other. Because I think that that's the best way to build a relationship and know that you really trust the person that you're going to you know, go into business with one way or another, whether it be client basis, partnership, whatever. And when COVID hit and we all kind of got stuck and all the all events got canceled and stuff like that, um, I had a friend of mine who she's a massive, massive, like hardcore extrovert. And she was struggling. She was really in a deep, deep depression because she wasn't getting her people time, you know? And so I got talking to her and I was like, you know, she's like, you know what? I've been thinking about doing this anyway. So I put it out there and I was like, I want to do, get, a, get, get together some people. We're going to do a virtual happy hour. And it's just going to be a cool place to come, you know, meet cool people. And so that's how it started. And we now, a year later, we still meet, we have, you know, on the low end, sometimes we'll have as low as like eight people. We've had as high as 20 people. I'm kind of picky on who I allow in because um, I want to have people that I know they're there to connect, not to pitch their stuff. Mm. And, right. and the cool thing is that business still happens. I mean, I have, I have one gal that came in and she, 
she thanked me about a month later and said, um, just in the last month, my, my business has tripled because of this group. You know, I've got a couple of people who put on wow. virtual events and like literally five and six people have all partnered up and had their skills together in order to make these events happen because of all the connections we've had in this group. And so, I mean, honestly, that's how you and I met, you know, Patty, who is awesome, awesome friend of mine. And she, she came to the very first Meet Cool People. And, you know, because of that connection, that's why I'm here talking to you right now. Because the people that we meet will get us wherever we want to go in life. We just have to pay attention and yeah. be there for them so they can be there for us when the, when the tides turn. Love that perspective. And, you know, to add to it, I think sometimes people hear that and, and they've been in groups before and they've had the mentality of, I'm going to, you know, wiggle my way into a place of, you know, good standing with XYZ person, not even realizing where if they're just coming from a place of giving, there's someone else in that room that could help them even more yep. that they might be overlooking because again, they have such a selfish mentality. So I love the idea of just no, meet cool people, connect, give value, see where it goes. And you even said, you know, you mentioned like things coming back around, they might come back around through the group, or it might come back around in some other way that you never could have predicted that has nothing to do with any of those people that you spoke to. That's the beauty of it. The possibilities are limitless. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the fun thing about it is, and when you come at it from that kind of mindset, it, it takes the pressure off. I think I've said that a couple of times now, and I, and I, I really want to hone it in because if you're about the pitch, you're about the sale, then people see that, you know, like uh, me, cool people is a great example. We've had some people that have, have come in and this is why I'm pretty strict on who I even let in the door that I, people come in and like everything they say has to do with their product. Mm. They don't last. They just don't. And people see right through it. Even if they veil it in, well, you need to go watch this video that I did. It'll talk about that. Sometimes you can get away with that. But a lot of times it just is a veiled pitch and people can see right through that. So eliminate that entire thought process and just come from a place of, you know what, here's something cool. You know, and yes, you can share your own stuff. And you, you, Andrew, have a little bit of a different aspect of it because what you have literally is the answer to a lot of people's problems. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, and you've been gracious and helped a couple of people in our group when you've jo joined and shared some stuff, uh, some links to videos and stuff that have been very, very powerful for us. But the way you did it was very genuine help, not go check out this cool stuff that I have that'll help you want to buy my stuff, you know, cause yeah, yeah. there's a very there's no buy link. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's funny because we can come from a place of service that is about just helping people. And, and then we can come from a place of service of I'm giving, but I know it, it, at the end of the day, it's going to come back to me, but the attitude is different. There's a different feel to it. I know it's going to come back to me, but I'm not worried about mm. when or how mm. I just like it will, whatever. You know, I'm very casual about the whole thing. And so when you come at it that way, it takes the pressure off. Yes. And it really is nice because for me, you know, people will say, Hey, can I pick your brain? Yeah, sure. You know, well, let's get on, let's get on chat. We'll, we'll talk for a few minutes and if I can help you out, awesome. And if it's what I can do personally, great. Uh, one way or another, I'm going to give you something that I think is going to be valuable to you, whether it be a book, a connection, a, a piece of software that I would recommend or my services, whichever the answer is. I'm okay with because either way I know that mm -hmm. I helped. Yeah. And, you know, quick little insider info for, for people that might find ever find a way to a group. 
that's anywhere near this is the people that are worth being in your network will always be able to be the ones that spot when you're not there with integrity. Yes. And, you know, the, the ones that you really need, need you to be a go-giver. That's the whole point. Yep. Yeah. And quick little uh, apologies. I, I know my internet's uh, giving me one of those slow down, unstable internet pieces. So we're probably on a very uh, slightly shifted track in terms of hearing each other right now, but that's fine. Uh, only a couple more questions popping in my head right now one just because you know i do like picking your brain and i I like us going on inspiration what off the top of your head without knowing a person or knowing their situation is in your opinion the best business or marketing advice you can give them find good people and these are just connections they don't have to be in your industry they shouldn't be necessarily even in your industry but find a good group of people um, that you can just hang out with that have the same basic mindset and be, you know, approach those, whether it be a mastermind group, whether it be like what we have is, is I call it a virtual happy hour, but it ends up kind of sort of being a mastermind. Um, mm-hmm. I don't charge for it. It's just a, you know, let's get together. Let's chat, find your tribe, find people that you can help that are going to help lift you up and walk in the door with the idea of, I want to meet one person that I can have a cool conversation with and I want to help one person. That's it. Mm, I love that. And and don't try to meet everybody. I mean, obviously you're going to get in there and like, if you're like me, it's like, I'm I'm walking out with 12 appointments, you know, because I, 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 that's my (laughs) attitude is like, no, I want to talk to everybody. So let's go do that. You know, I actually, when I was doing all the stuff in Miami, I actually had a, 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 networking event that we ended up going to one of the the very actually it was the very first time that I went there and I walked in a door with about 100 100 to 125 people and I walked out with 15 appointments booked on my calendar to talk to people the next week wow. um that is a just go meet people it's like hey let's have a cool chat this is not the environment to do that let's get that booked on on my calendar for next week and let's have a cool conversation so I can get to know more about you when you do that, it's really kind of cool what can happen because you come in literally to have a conversation. Everything else will fall into place. So that. find that, whether that's face-to-face or as we're kind of starting to get back into some face-to-face stuff or whether that's still in the virtual thing, there's virtual events going on all the time. You might sign up for a three-day event. Don't go for the content, go for the, the connections meet a few people and think Mm. about what can I do to help this person that will get you further than anything else you can imagine. I love that. Awesome. You know, it kind of reminds me of the situation where I remember paying thousands of dollars for this business course. We'll call it that, Mm -hmm. but it came with, you know, they basically fostered the community of people that paid. And I remember even from day one, knowing that's the value. It's the community. It's the people I'm going to meet because this course, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't be, but the real gold is in the people I'm going to connect with. And I was right. Uh, The course was fine. The community was, well, they weren't even gold. They were platinum. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Stu McLaren. He's a, I don't know if you know him or not. He's an awesome guy. I, I'm, he and I connected years and years ago. I don't even know if he'll remember me now, but um, he always has this thing. He's, he's a membership guy. His whole thing is how to create membership sites. And one of the quotes that I learned from him that I thought was so powerful was people will come for the content and stay for the community. Mm. 
And when it comes to a course kind of environment, this is great if you're in a coaching consulting kind of world and you've got you know membership programs or monthly consulting, stuff like that. It's not about the content. The content is awesome and the content's what people need, but reality is the connections are what's really gonna make the make the needle move for people. And so that's that's got a piece that you've got to have both as a attendee take advantage of that component that's in anything you attend and if you're creating content create that kind of community as well a place where people can can come in and they can share their wins they can um, ask questions when they're frustrated and have a place to just um, just be and know they're around other like-minded people that are going through the same journey awesome i love it i love it uh, so two more questions for you, Eli. First one, speaking of connection, if anyone wants to connect with you or learn more, more about you, what is the best way for them to do so? Easiest way to connect with me is connectwitheli.com. And it is E-L-Y, not E-L-I, E-L-Y, connectwitheli.com. You can find all my social media sites. You can see what kind of events. I got an event coming up next month, all kinds of fun stuff. And also, if you really just want to have a chat with me, there's even a link to my calendar. Book a spot with me. It's not a pressure call. It's not a strategy session or any of that kind of garbage. It is literally, let's have a conversation, get to know each other a little bit and see how we can help each other out, however that looks. Um, I encourage it. Definitely, if you connect with me in any of those aspects, please, 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 send a message saying you heard me on this show because that's going to make you stand out. That's mm. another little nugget for people. When you connect with somebody, tell people why you're connecting with them and they will pay more attention to you. If somebody connects with me on Facebook, I, I'll get to it when I get to it. But if they send a message with it saying, hey, I heard you on Andrew's show. I thought this was really fun stuff and I wanted to chat with you. I'm going to definitely pay attention to that one right away. So wow. There, there's a little trick to go along with that. <laughs> Solid advice. And again, perfect, you know, exp perfect example of the go-giver attitude. It's like, how do I sneak in a little extra value for, for the time <laughs> we've got here? Um, with that in mind, speaking of value, um, I often give this to um, a lot of my guests just because I'm really curious on their perspective. But if you can give any piece of advice to a younger version of yourself, whether it's 10 years, 15, 20, 25 years in the past, whatever you want to be, what would that one piece of advice be? Go find three people that are doing what you want to do and become friends with them. Follow, do whatever you need to do to just be around them, pay attention to them, offer, offer help in any way, shape or form. Um, sometimes that help is literally just you know, just helping share a book that they might have published. You know, you may not be in a position to help in, in a major way, but even the little ways add up to major ways over time. Um, find three people and just connect with them. Those are, those are going to be your mentors. They're going to be the people that are going to help drive you in the right direction. And you can learn from them, both good, bad, and everything in between. Mm. Eli, that is wonderful advice. I wish I could have given that advice to myself, you know, 25 years ago. Uh, thank you so much for, you know, sitting down with me today, sharing this perspective and really giving people a window into the way you operate, because I think a lot of people can really learn from your philosophy, your approach, your mindset, and your perspective. So thank you so much for being here today to share that with everyone. 
Thank you, Andrew. I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. I knew it was going to be. And, you know, as if there's anything I can ever do to help you out, reach out and let me know anytime. Thank you so much again, Eli, for that wonderfully insightful interview. Guys, you can go to connectwitheli.com if you want to connect with Eli. <laughs> Obviously, that's the way to do it. And while I'm giving out links, of course, quick reminder, if you want to check out my book, The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read, just go to lastlawofattractionbook.com. Or you can check out my free YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Cap. A lot of fun stuff there as well. But with that said, I will be back soon with even more awesome guests as we inch closer to episode 100 and beyond. In the meantime, thanks so much for listening today, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.